Hello friends, welcome to Portals Under the Influence, where we will be reviewing the collective transits for the week ahead. Now, we called this portion of the podcast Under the Influence because that is exactly what it's going to be illuminating for you. It's going to be illuminating what you are under the influence of when it comes to the planetary transits. Now, as a little overview here, Each planet has an archetype, and each planet's archetype plays in a gate. Now, a gate, a human design gate, is based off of the I Ching hexagrams, and the gates have a lot of nuance to them because they have a bunch of different micro-expressions as we look at the lines through which the gate is expressed. What we're going to do in Under the Influence is we are going to look at which planets are transiting through or moving through which gates. And so we'll look at the archetype of the planet and what its transiting body is bringing attention to as it moves through the archetypes of said gates. Now, you'll hear us refer to the astrological signs because each gate is kind of ruled by an astrological sign. There's micro archetypes of each astrological sign and the gates represent those archetypes. Now remember the gates are, you know, correlative to the I Ching hexagram. So as you're listening to this, everything will be explained if you're like, Alyssa, I'm not really sure what you're saying. Don't worry. Especially once you get your hands on the portal app, everything will be explained. And, you know, for those of you who are visual learners, you'll be able to see your body graph and the transits right there in front of you. So what we're going to explore in Under the Influence is exactly what I just spoke to. Currently, for the week ahead, what are the energies that we are bathing in collectively based on the archetypal energies of the planets and the gates through which they are moving? So, Let's take a look at what's happening this week, the week of August 28th through September 2nd. Now, we're going to start by looking at the sun and earth. The sun and earth transit through opposite gates, right? The sun is almost always sitting, it is always sitting across from the earth. And you can almost conceptualize this, right? If you close your eyes and you think about how the sun moves around, you know, and we can always see it unless it's set. So think of the earth and the sun. They are always going to be sitting in opposite gates. They're always going to be embodying the polarities of each other. So you can think of the sun and earth as the stage. You can think of the sun and earth as what is being illuminated, shined a light upon, and the arena that we are kind of best grounded into to receive that illumination, to receive whatever information is getting light spilled on it, maybe for the first time since the last year. Now, in addition to that, when I say, you know, what arena we can be grounded into, you can almost think of this like a stage, right? Think about when you go to see a play or to a theater and, you know, you you see the actors up there on the stage and whoever is the main, you know, in the main frame has a light on them, right? They're being illuminated. And usually the stage is kind of set in a setting or, uh, you know, has a feel to a theme, an environment. And so as we walk through the planets and the influence that the planets are having on you currently, I want to just mention a couple of things. Yes, 
archetypes an archetypal understanding is really important. And yes, we're going to be covering, you know, different planetary transits weekly. And as always, really listen to the name of this podcast. It's under the influence. So an influence is the beat that we all dance to, but we can't really see. Sure, we can kind of hear it, but it's subtle. Maybe we can't even hear it, but it's a beat that we dance to. And and maybe it's inaudible, but it still makes us dance. And this is what, you know, this is what we're referring to when we, when we look at the planetary transits, because, you know, how can we be silly enough to think that we're not affected by our cosmic surroundings, right? And maybe we aren't, who knows? Maybe you can just take this as metaphorical and give use it to give you a lens through which to perceive your experience, um, an, orient, an orientation or context. And, you know, what I'm about to say next is really the most important thing, and that is do not over-identify with anything that you hear here because these are really best used as signposts, as markers, and as reflection points as opposed to going, oh, damn it, the sun is in the gate 40 and that means I'm going to just be all alone this week, okay? So please keep that in mind as we explore the archetypes and really knowing that if you're limited on time, just listening to the sun and earth, the kind of stage and the the spotlight, so to speak, the stage being the earth and the spotlight being the sun, those are going to be the, the kind of main themes. And then the other themes are themes that play within those themes, okay? So let's dive in. This week, the week of 8-28-22 all the way until September. Oh my goodness, we're already at September. This week, the sun and earth set up shop on the stage of family and community as they transit through the tribal circuitry gates that connect the will center, the center of the material plane, also called the ego or the heart center. It's the small triangle in the body graph with the emotional center or the emotional solar plexus. This tribal circuitry is born from ancient ways, ways of, you know, little individuality and little individual identity and lots of traditional values, values that historically have kept us alive as we've lived in these dynamic groups geared toward meeting survival needs. Now, the reason I preface with this is because in human design, yes, there are gates and channels and all of those gates and channels are home to different circuitries. And different circuitries have different themes. The sun and earth currently transiting the sun, the gate 40, and the earth, the gate 37, are actually lighting up these tribal circuitry themes. So let's dive in and look at the specifics. The sun is transiting the gate 40. This is called the gate of aloneness, which asks us to use our willpower resource to, you know, kind of push ourselves through, to give ourselves this emotional endurance. This is a Virgoan gate, okay? So it's Virgo season, right? The sun in Western astrology is currently transiting or moving through the constellation of Virgo. So as this archetype asks us to use our willpower to resource ourselves through time alone and through work, we are going to do just that. We're going to feel the the light. We're going to feel the illumination on resourcing ourselves and how resourcing ourselves equips us to better show up to deal with, dance with, play with, work with, live with those that make up the whole which we are a part of. 
Now is a great time to notice how you can best resource yourself in order to move from a point of struggle into liberation. And this is especially true when it comes to the interpersonal dynamics that we are all a part of. This gate, this gate of aloneness, holds the energy and willpower to provide for others. And as we are all learning or already know, we can't provide for others from an empty cup. And that's why this gate says, hey, look, you need to resource yourself first so that as you move into the hole in which you are a part of, you're not moving there, you know, depleted. Really important. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we've got the earth and the earth is transiting through the gate 37. This is a Piscean gate. Opposites, right? Virgo and Pisces are opposites. So you've got the sun and the earth in opposite constellations. The gate of the 37, the Piscean gate, is actually called the gate of family. So you can already feel the contrast, right? Aloneness and family. And this gate brings us as the microcosm into our communities, the macrocosm, ready to be of service to the whole. And of course, that is the same whole that we talked about with the gate of aloneness. It is the whole in which we are a part. Now, this is the most community-oriented archetype of the 64 gates, as it relies on an emotional sensitivity that's activated by touch, by bonding, by shared resources, and by intimacy. And of course, as you can tell by those themes, touch, bonding, shared resources, and intimacy, this is a familial setup, right? This is why it's community-oriented. Now, this gate, this energy, asks us to distribute the resources of the gate 40. The gate 40 goes, it gets alone, it works, it has the willpower to work, it has the drive to work. And then the gate 37 says, awesome, now let's fairly distribute the resources from the gate 40 to the family, be it the blood family, your fractal or your soul family or your community. This energy does hold a fear of being stagnant in traditional tribal roles. So it's really important that if you have either the gate 37 or the gate 40, you kind of look at how these themes play out in your life. And if you have neither, then you will absolutely be under the influence of this channel right? This makes a channel in the body graph um, as we move through these transits. And it will be important for you to feel into and sense how that channel impacts your experience around your emotional endurance, around your relationship to others, around resources, around how you resource yourself. So the sun-earth access is influencing us. And as we just said, it is influencing us to look at how we resource ourselves, be it on the material plane, right? The physical, your, your food, your house, your transportation, etc., or how we cultivate inner resources, feeling nourished, feeling calm, feeling grounded, feeling a part of something bigger than ourselves, and how in our own time we're able to feel the lack of resources and how that impacts us, or we're able to feel the richness of being resourced. And then, of course, macro reflects micro, as above, so below. That's going to impact our community, right? If everyone shows up depleted, the community is probably not going to be very well. So again, this is tribal circuitry that the sun and earth are moving through over the next week. Now, if we were going to say that the sun and earth kind of set us up with the stage and the the environment, right? We've got this the spotlight on aloneness. Are you resourcing yourself? And then the earth is is the 
the stage through which it's playing out, the arena. And we're, we're asking, are you resourcing yourself in regard to your family, in regard to your relationships, right? In regard to your community. Now, as we move through that, there's going to be a couple different points that we focus on, specifically the moon. The moon is a point of focus. It's what the program or the Maya, however you want to refer to it, the experience actually pulls us toward focusing on. And the gravity of focus from the moon will be pulling us through a handful of themes over the next week. The moon moves very, very quickly. So at the beginning of the week, we might notice a pull towards forgoing themes of groundedness, service, and structure, um, particularly in relationship to our relationships, right? Virgo is, of course, like the kind of the maiden, the maiden of the earth, the the maiden of service. And so there's always going to be a kind of interpersonal dynamic here. But what we're going to see is actually some some themes of friction, friction in relationships and friction as an invitation for more intimacy or not. Okay. And then also um, a kind of moving toward a commitment, a committing to our bodies and our body's wellness. Then as the week progresses, we'll transition into the Libra-centric themes of correcting less than optimal patterns, honing our knowledge, attuning to our intuition, and embodying the values of our communities. And then by the weekend, by you know the weekend upcoming, we'll be getting the Scorpio desired depths really stirred up and we'll get to kind of see some themes of interpersonal alertness and spontaneous downloads. So again, like we said, the moon moves quickly. It moves through gates quite fast. So just notice how the moon pulls your focus, especially your emotional body or your kind of spiritual attunement and how that shifts here and there. If you watch the moon, especially if you are a reflector type, you'll notice these subtleties as the moon transits through all 64 gates within about 28 days. Now, another thing that we're going to be asked to focus on is Venetian themes. So Venus is the planet that asks us, hey, are you embodying your values? And when we're looking at transits, as we're standing on the stage of interpersonal relationship and community dynamics, we will be asked to attune ourselves to the values we have around us surrounding how we mentally formulate, how we use our mental awareness to make logical formulas. Now, the energy of the Leonian Gate 4 will be where Venus is moving through. This gate is called Youthful Folly, or the Gate of Formulization, and this gate really asks us not to jump to conclusions about what we're seeing, just because we can put a logical formula to it, and instead of holding any logical formula our mind concocts as truth, instead hold it as a possibility, one of many possibilities. Now, we can use the logical information or formula to get us closer to a whole being holistic understanding. And that's really the point of the gate four. When the gate four, you know, embodies its kind of I Ching name, the the gate of youthful folly, it's jumping to conclusions based on a formula. But as we know, many formulas are correct and yet they're often not definitive, right? They often fit into context. They often are a piece of a whole, which is kind of a theme this week being a piece of a whole. Um, And that's where we want context, right? We want to understand what's happening big picture. And that's really where this gate fits in is is being able to fit in big picture and and doing so by, by focusing on prioritizing, valuing, true understanding, right? 
And that's what Venus is doing. It's saying, hey, do you really value truly understanding or do you value the feeling, the mental kind of um, satisfaction of perceiving yourself as being right? Okay. So later in the week, Venus then transitions into the gate of commitment, which is another Leonian gate that asks us if we value the energy of wholehearted commitment. It asks us if we value the energy of devotion. And this isn't just, oh yes, I commit. This is commitment despite difficulties. In the I Ching, this gate is called the abysmal, the deep within the deep. It's There's depth here and there's depth that you're asked to commit through. Now, Context is everything. So again, take note of how your mind interprets this concept versus how your body's truth responds to it. We're talking about following your strategy and authority, right? We don't want you to just commit to something blindly because you're under the influence of a planetary transit and not even run it through your strategy and authority. Don't even listen to planetary transits if you're not practicing your strategy and authority, truly. Um, It will just be disorienting because again, these are things you are under the influence of They are not fixed. They are a very transitory influence. And your strategy and authority is fixed. It's there for you to use based on what is fixed in your chart, based on your definition. Yes? Okay, beautiful. So as we have Venus bringing our focus, our value, our focus to what we value, we've got Saturn, Saturn, the planet of boundaries and limits and decisiveness and structure, um, transiting a gate that is going to bring a lot of awareness to more community dynamics. So as the sun, the moon, and the earth catalyze a honing of our values and how we balance our values and our embodiment of them in community, Saturn, the planet of limits, tests our willingness to embody higher values as it transits through the Aquarian gate of rejection. And of course, this is higher values. This is our higher principles. There's a loyalty here. This is another tribal circuitry gate. And in this archetype, lives the concept of hierarchy. Oftentimes those with this gate or the channel of synthesis, the 1949, right? We're looking at the gate 49, which in the channel of synthesis connects to the gate 19. Um, Those with this gate in their body graph or the channel often find themselves wanting to be obeyed. Otherwise they might reject the sharing of resources. Again, these are old ways. They are potentially outmoded, but they are highly conditioned into us and into our nervous system because they are how we survived. Now, as Saturn transits this gate, we may be privy to an awareness of those whose values are in alignment with our own or not. Now, often, Feeling incongruent, disobeyed, or in competition with those in our community can feel like a threat to our security, which can sometimes feel like death, especially when we're talking about tribal circuitry. But this is a limit that Saturn is asking us to revolutionize. Specifically, if you feel disobeyed or incongruent or in competition with someone in your community and you want to kick them out, that's probably going to be limiting as opposed to really being able to shift away from hierarchy and move towards systems of synarchy, systems of synergy, systems that say when the tide rises, all the ships in the water rise too, not just one of us rises, right? So as with any emotional center gate, it's best to hone patience, patience before reacting to the information at hand because emotional energy can be reactive. But what we know is that any emotional theme, any emotional gate 
I should say, any emotional definition, we're saying, hey, look, there's no truth in the now. We've got to move through the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows and the stops and the goes and the ebbs and the flows. And then maybe eventually we'll land in a place of clarity. I say maybe satirically, you'll always land in a place of clarity if you give the emotional wave time. And if you give the gates of the emotional center time, especially during a transit where you're under the influence of this gate, especially if you do not have it. So yes, be aware of what it feels like um, when you're feeling limitations in your community and be aware of the values you uphold, but also take time to get really crystal clear on how you can revolutionize your belief system, on how Saturn wants you to refine your belief systems and how they feel in your body for the new world, for the time now, not just for those kind of nervous system, instinctual, highly conditioned tribal circuitry beliefs of uh, limit means death, kick the person out of the tribe. Okay. So get clear on how you can revolutionize those belief systems and watch them ripple out into your family and into your community. Now, as we move through all of those places of focus, we're going to be communicating, right? We communicate all the time. We communicate with ourselves. We communicate with others. We communicate verbally. We communicate non-verbally. So let's look at how the transits are going to influence our communication. First, let's look at Mercury. Mercury is the planet of intellect, the messenger It is the planet of communication. So as we focus on prioritizing understanding over being right and practice meeting the prickly places in our community with non-reactivity, Mercury calls our attention to communication by way of body consciousness. Now, what do I mean? Well, Mercury is currently transiting. It is moving through the Virgoan gate of determination. This is the gate 46, and it's in the self-center. This gate asks us, or the G-Center, this gate, this gate 46, asks us to notice how our physical body is responding to any given situation. This gate demands a, um, a commitment to the body, a relationship with the body. It's a very sensual gate, and it wants you to love your body so that you feel at home in your body. And by feeling at home in your body, you can begin to really hone how your body is communicating with you. So this gate asks us, are we getting a little bit too rigid and taking life's challenges a little bit too seriously? And how does this impact how we communicate with our bodies and how we communicate with the whole, with others? And then it asks us to reframe. It says, you know what? Can you step into the delight of being alive in a sensory vessel regardless of what life serves you? Can you do that? Not always easy, right? But always available. And In committing to hearing your body's communication, that is, of course, an ever-flowing cascade of body feedback, is your experience enriched? Do you have more clarity? The body has an intelligence all its own, and that's what this gate is trying to remind us. And it's trying to remind us that we come to know the magnitude of this body brilliance as we follow our strategy and authority. Can we use our body's communication in the now, not only to hone how we make decisions, but also to really hone and clarify how we speak with others? So Mercury, as it moves through the gate of determination, the gate 46, it's going to ask you to become body aware and potentially to speak from that body awareness or at least get clear on how you communicate with yourself through that body awareness. 
Later in the week, Mercury will transit into the Libra gate of work on what has been spoiled, which is the gate 18. It's a logical gate that sits in the splenic center and brings attention to the ways in which we can correct patterns. Now, caution around being too judgmental in your communication and always ask yourself during this transit, especially, am I sharing from a place of integrity or am I low key trying to instill a power dynamic? This gate and its low expression and its low octave expression is going to feel like a power grab or a a kind of power dynamic, a power struggle of inferiority versus superiority. Whereas really when this gate, this logical gate of being able to correct patterns that are less than optimal um, moves into its higher octave expressions, it's full on integrity and perfection and beauty in the sense that it's able to correct for the greatest good. Now, along with Mercury kind of honing our communication as it moves through the gates 46 and the gate 18, we also have the planet of Mars. Mars is the energy dynamic. It's heat, it's temperature, it's potential mutations. And Mars colors the communication that we have by way of dancing through the gate 20. Okay. The gate 20 is a throat center gate called the gate of the now. And it's a Gemini ruled gate that encourages us to act from a place of presence as opposed to trying to know everything or anticipate everything that's going to happen before it even has a chance to unfold, which let's just be real, many of us do. So at best, this energy is very decisive and clear. And at worst, it is indecisive and all over the place, often in lost in thought forms. So if you find yourself stuck in the pressure of a hectic thought form filled mind or a kind of tuned out absence, then all you need to do, and maybe you do it now, is take a deep breath. You take one too. I invite you to take one too. And as you do, what you'll notice is that you find your way back to the present moment where life itself is unfolding and you don't have to get lost in the thought forms of trying to anticipate what's going to happen. Doing so, taking a deep breath, staying in the now, staying present will absolutely support you in being decisive. Yes, but it will also support your ability to communicate as you hone the energy of the gate 46, that gate of determination, which will allow you to be attuned with and supportive of your physical vessel, which again is actually what keeps you in the now, right? Connection to your physical vessel as opposed to getting lost in the potential thought forms. Now, returning to the now and returning to the guidance from your body's communication is going to help you be the voice of decisiveness. And then later in the week, we will be herded into the energy dynamics of Mars moving into the gate 16, which is another Gemini ruled gate that influences us to develop skills through experimentation. Now, along with Mars and Mercury, we also get some influence from the planet of Jupiter when it comes to how we communicate and how we embody what we're learning. Now, Jupiter is the potential to expand and grow and potentially, like I said, potentially overcome constraints. This week, Jupiter weaves a crystalline web of opportunity to grow and to expand as it transits through the gate 17, which is an Ajna gate. It's a logical gate that reminds us of the importance of being able to serve before we try to rule. 
This is an Aries ruled gate that has the gift of farsightedness, but only if we are willing to keep an open mind. Okay. Which if you're like, okay, how do I keep an open mind? This gate, it's also called the gate of opinions, is best used when it can see all of the opinions as possibilities and all of the possibilities as potential solutions as opposed to over-identifying with one opinion, right? This gate really reminds us, hey, we are all alive at the same time, yes, but we are all having radically different experiences. And so with radically different experiences comes radically different opinions, right? And many of those opinions are potential solutions. So as we learn to navigate the emotional endurance required to be a part of the whole, and we play with themes of understanding and non-reactivity and presence, we can remember that these energies are transitory. They are shifting always. And right now we are under the influence of them. When I say that, what I want you to really uh, appreciate is the subtlety of the influence of these things. If you really tune into the transits, what you'll notice is that they are subtly influencing your experience, or you might notice that they're not. But what I mean when I say that they are subtly influencing your experience is kind of what it's like when you put on a pair of sunglasses. When you put on a pair of sunglasses, you are still seeing the same damn thing that's in front of you, but you're seeing it through a slightly different lens, a slightly different tone, a slightly different color. So yes, while you might be a generator, an emotional manifesting generator, uh, a will-centered manifester, a self-projected projector, a splenic projector, a reflector, or any of the other types, and you have a set kind of energetic blueprint, a set mechanical patterning to your energy and to your auric field, you are in an environment. And as we know, environments influence us. And part of your environment, part of our environment are these planetary bodies. So should you choose to perceive that maybe they subtly color your experience or influence your experience, you can kind of start to Yes, allow your focus and your communication to be enriched and educated by the influence, but don't identify with them, right? You'd take the sunglasses off. You wouldn't wear sunglasses around all the time. No, these are transient energies. They're coming and they're going. Now, when it comes to what we'll be learning from where our focus is and what the spotlight's put on and how we're communicating, when it comes to what we will be learning, we're going to turn our attention to the giants of the sky, Uranus. Neptune and Pluto. Now, Uranus is the impulse for freedom. And sometimes with transits, Uranus can actually be a little bit of a distraction as opposed to when it's in your actual body graph, whether it's your personality or design, it can be more of a a place for breaking chains and um, really transforming. But let's look at it. First, we've got Uranus, and Uranus is the electric impulse for freedom. It is rebelling its way right now through the gate 23, a Taurus-ruled gate. It's called splitting apart. Um, This is an energy that equips us with the ability to be aware of the subtleties of inspired knowing, and not just knowing, but also the language to translate said knowing into understandable insights. Now, this is an energy that bounds beyond language, and it actually kind of dips its toes into morality in a very, very, very covert way, specifically amorality. 
If you're like, Alyssa, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is that this gate is actually able to translate its knowing into language and explain things so well because it has a deafness to conditioning. And that's what allows it to accept quote unquote amorality or that which is different, innovative, mutative, and diverse. So Uranus, the planet for for freedom and breaking of the chains, actually moving through this gate might give us a feeling that we've got the ticket to explore what we know and how we know it. And this might be a kind of um, exotic knowing. It might be a knowing that we don't really know where it comes from. It might be um, very odd or strange. It might be a little freaky. And what you might notice is that you feel freedom to mentally explore it and potentially even have the words to understand what you've mentally explored. Now, as you notice this potential freedom and expansion in your perception of many things, please remember you are under the influence of this energy. So bring your awareness to and be cautious of too closely identifying with this feeling, this mental awareness, this energy. Because if you don't have the gate 23 in part of your personality or design, or you don't have the channel of structuring or genius to freak, the 2343, then when this transits over, you might be kind of left feeling open to misunderstanding and then kind of feel a resulting anxiousness. And that's especially if you're not waiting for the invitation to share your newfound freedom in perception. Um, Without the invitation, it's probably not the right time to share. And this isn't something you need to be afraid of. It's just an energy to notice. Am I identifying with or can I allow this to educate, inform, and enrich my experience? Now, the next planet that we're going to look at and its transition through a gate is the planet of Neptune. Neptune um, gives us much to learn. It's very spiritual, but it also can be a little bit um, illusory and really kind of uh, be a projection field. And um, what we're going to look at here is what there is to learn. So Neptune, which influences our ideal, our dreams, and our projections, is currently transiting through the gate 36. This is the gate of crisis. It's an emotional center gate that's Pisces ruled, and it reminds us that decline or crisis is an organic part of all cycles, just as increase and ascent is also a part of all cycles. So with this energy casting a veil over our awareness, it's best if you can try to avoid the bumpy road to blame, attachment to expected outcomes, and an aversion to discomfort. (laughs) Now, you don't need to be afraid because Neptune's moving through the gate of crisis. No, you don't need to be afraid at all. In fact, the energy of this gate is one that actually cultivates within us a compassion for all humanity. And it does so by way of giving us these experiences that emotionally mature us. And as we have these experiences, we are able to move through change and challenge and emotional turmoil or emotional challenge or emotional experiences with a little bit more emotional intelligence. Um, So as that transit's happening, the last transit that we're going to touch on this week is Pluto. Pluto is the underworld. It is the truth to be uncovered, right? It's the planet of death, rebirth, and truth unearthed. And right now, Pluto is unearthing our limitations. In fact, since about January, Pluto has methodically been moving through the gate 60. The gate 60 asks us to 
acknowledge and accept our limitations in order to transcend them. It's called the gate of acceptance or the gate of limitation. So this gate asks us to get really real about the collective structures that keep us utterly stuck. And on a more personal note, this is the gate through which the United States is having its Pluto return. So we're looking at structures here that are outmoded. We're looking at death rebirth and hopefully, you know, kind of revolution uh, and transformation. Now on a more personal note, notice where you tend to look the other way when you meet a boundary and take stock of what keeps you stuck and how maybe avoiding or um, denying the boundary actually does keep you stuck in the muck of limitation. This gate says to us, look, you can only transcend if you can acknowledge limitation. So you can ask yourselves, can I meet boundaries with a creative mentality? Can I meet boundaries with the understanding of great? Now that I know what is mine to work with and what is not mine, then I have a little bit more awareness, a little bit more confidence of what I can do, right? If you know what is not yours to work with, then you know what is yours to work with. So limitations and boundaries are merely guidelines. And this is a Capricorn ruled gate. So really think structure here, really think being able to take the spiritual and weave it into the mundane. Now, this gate is going to ask you to use limitations to know the bounds in which you can mutate, grow, and transform. This gate is part of a channel called the channel of mutation. So again, Really look at how you relate to limitation. Look at how you relate to boundaries and watch how as you accept boundaries and limitation, you're really able to innovatively spring forth from that space. Yes? Okay. So a really great way that you can make these applicable to your life is just by doing some journaling. You can look at any of the gates And you can look at your body graph and notice where you have new definition under the experience of the transit. And again, this doesn't change your design. It simply puts you under said influence. So for example, if you have an open emotional center and you have the gate 35 in your throat center, you for quite some time now and for a little bit while more are going to have emotional definition You're going to be under the influence of, is really what I mean to say, of emotional definition because the gate 35 that you have in your, you know, your birth design, your personality and design connects to the gate 36 in the emotional center. And currently Neptune is transiting through the gate 36. So you'll be under the influence of the channel of transitoriness, which is the gate 35 in the throat connected to the gate 36 in the emotional center. And so you'll be under the influence of this emotional wave, which is a collective sensing circuitry emotional wave. So this is just something to play with and watch. And so if you see this, oh, wow, normally I have an open emotional center. Currently it's defined. You can look at themes of defined emotional center, which as we talked about earlier is, you know, no truth in the now. Don't just react. Wait, 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 allow your emotional wave to run its course and wait until you've come to a place of clarity so that you can own whatever is happening in your emotional body and use it for creativity, to energize you, to move forward with more energy, more awareness, more emotional intelligence, etc. So that's how you can use these. Um, if you have questions, please write to us or subscribe. This is a little taste of what you'll be getting in the portal app.
And for now, we will leave you with these transits until next week.